Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com Are we ready to go? Where's the other? Oh, there No, it is. but we're recording, so yeah. same difference. <laughs> Hey folks! All right, uh, welcome to another Team Rally the podcast. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, let's see. Uh, this week we teach you how to be a bum in the Panhandle. So we got that going for us. Uh, don't know how it's going to turn out. Probably going to get mad. So all right, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Team Rally the podcast. We'll see you at the end. Bye bye now. I gotta go, Larry. Um, yeah, thing happened. I gotta go. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, like, take your wallet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. After the other day. Jeez. Oh, we got a couple of reviews, too. So uh, It'll be just you and her. I'm not eating until 8 o'clock today. Oh. I've not had a good week when it comes to my stomach. So. Made some mistakes, did we? No, not really. It's just, it didn't matter what I ate. It just wasn't working right. I mean, I could just eat rice, and I was just like, oh, I feel like shit. What kind of rice were you eating? Plain. Some soy sauce on that shit. Didn't want to put anything on anything. That's the whole point. That's what you were missing. Seasoning. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, you need some seasoning to settle your stomach. Ah, uh, not my seasoning. Just put some salt on it. No, I don't eat salt. Or at least I try not to. This is a dash. Yeah. I was forced to eat that garbage when I was a kid. <laughs> Eat it, Larry. Eat it. No, I want to eat it. My mom, my mom, my mom put it in oh everything. Gosh. Here, Larry. Here's some cereal with Mrs. Dash. What? And strapped to the chair, funneling his mouth, force feeding Mrs. Dash down his gullet. It's better for you than salt. I don't want salt either. I don't like this. I don't like that. Heaping tablespoons of accent. <laughs> he didn't even want his tagine. Oh, he's sitting mournfully in the kitchen, smelling it. <laughs> With tagine, you could probably do that. You take a mouthful of food and then just smell the bottle. It would be, you know, a hint of lime. Hey, Chris. Hey, Larry. Hey, Marissa. Hey, Larry. Holy Here crap. <laughs> it's time to learn some more. Uh-oh. We need to change our name from achieving reality to... Achieving bullshit. Learn how to do shit. I guess technically that'd still be your achieving reality. So learn how to do shit. Bullshit on how to do shit. Yeah. Today we're going to... That'll be on a YouTube channel at some point in the next week. That, yeah, that'll be the next <laughs> YouTube channel name. Yeah, two million subscribers. And we're just like, fuck. How to panhandle. <laughs> That's what we're learning today. Stick out your hand. 
first off, get a piece of cardboard and a yeah. sharpie. Yeah. And a child. Yeah. And some music or a dog. I haven't encountered one that has his own music. Oh yeah, the guy, the violin guys. Oh, that's yeah, those guys are scumbags. They're not like just got a boombox out there with music. Oh yeah, no. Well, maybe. with their background music. I have seen that one too. The guys just sitting there with music, and it's and like all card- sad. You know this cardboard sign and Sarah McLaughlin playing. Oh yeah, yeah. Where's the dogs? I can't afford a dog. I need money. I gotta go rescue a dog. So we're gonna learn how to panhandle. It's a beggar's pride that he's not a thief. That's a Japanese proverb. Panhandle is a person who relies on the financial graces of strangers without providing goods or services in return. Yeah, it's called a bum. Though... The thing is, if you you paid them and they went away, it would be different. Yeah, but you pay them and then they're back in the exact same spot the next week. Same sign and the same scam. The same Mercedes parked out in the Kroger parking lot. And the same Mercedes parked three blocks away so you can't see it. Whether you're experiencing a short-term lack of cash or need a few quick bucks, or you're in long-term financial trouble, learning a few quick, simple techniques to safely approach people and ask for money may be a huge difference in their response. One, choosing a location. It would be funny if you tracked down the car they drove up in, waited for them to get situated, broke into their car, drove their car up to them to give them money. They can't say anything. No. Like, they do, it's like... Can't be your car. You're homeless. Yeah, you're you homeless. You don't have a car. One, choose an area with lots of foot traffic. If you're gonna maximize your earning potential, you need to go to a place which would be quick earning potential. Yeah. Go to a place in which you'll encounter a lot of different approachable people. Placing yourself Singles to, bars. <laughs> placing yourself directly outside Same the thing. entrance to a subway station is a high yield opportunity. Yeah, because those people are just happy to see you. Different people will pass through every couple minutes, so the turnover is high. Centralized downtown locations are a safer bet than malls or shopping centers, because commercial zones are typically worked by security staff who are typically unwelcoming of your endeavor. Yeah, so go downtown where there is no security. Yeah, especially now. Two, choose an area with lots of auto traffic. If you've got a sign or the materials to make one, posting up in a traffic median near an interstate or on-ramp or off-ramp, just, really. Just get, on, get into a dumpster, find some cardboard, and got blood, you get a sign. Yeah. Or a busy downtown street corner ensures you'll be seen by lots of people in cars without having to move or even speak. Which I prefer. <laughs> this requires the least amount of effort on your part, but it's also easier for people to ignore someone while in a car. This works best during spring and summer months when people drive with their windows down. I just put my window up. Or if you're going to come walking by, hey, give me a dollar. Be like, no. You ain't got a damn squeegee or nothing, man. Three. You used to come over there to your car with a squeegee and stuff and clean your windshield or something. Clean oh, and air yeah, bunnies. Yeah. Well, yeah, but at least it's an effort. Where'd you get the water for this? I peed on it. Hmm. Three. Avoid wealthy neighborhoods and expensive restaurant districts. No, don't avoid them. Those are the ones who are going to actually dig into their pocket and probably throw some money in your face because they can waste it. While it may seem intuitive to go where people have lots of money to give away, the wealthiest segments of the population are statistically least likely to give to panhandlers. Mm -hmm. People in these areas are also more likely to call the police, even if you're being courteous. Stick to a downtown commercial district or a middle class area. Courteous. Yeah. I've not run into that one yet. No. Four, keep moving. 
Hosting outside the same neighborhood coffee shop every day will likely get you into some heat with the staff and you'll quickly wear out your welcome with the patrons, making the likelihood of an uncomfortable confrontation too great. Besides, at that point, you'll have stopped making any money. <laughs> Aim to hit up the same place no more than once a month. If you're not tied to a location, you may develop a circuit or a route based on the weather. If you're in New York in the right. summer, say, make your way to Boston for early fall, Baltimore for the late fall, and get down to Florida for the winter and sleep on the beach. And get kicked off the beach. Good Lord. What Keep kind tracking. of thinking these guys are doing? Yeah, exactly. Keep track of the places you visit and the places you sleep and friendly areas to work. Post it to your Facebook. Get on the gram and say where you are. I mean, so I'm going to start in Boston and work my way down to Eastern Seaboard, all the way down to Miami. Yeah. I just love that these guys are, I mean, basically what they're doing is they're telling you hitchhike everywhere you're going. I see. And scam everybody. Hey, how about stay where you are and get a job? Yeah. Yeah. How about, get a job. Yep. you know, crash on somebody, a friend's couch and get a job? Not for nothing. I mean, it's safer than traveling down the Eastern Seaboard to parts unknown. Yeah. Five, choose a city friendly to panhandlers. There are no friendly panhandling cities. Increasingly, when neighborhoods once common friendly to panhandlers become gentrified, the laws and population will change significantly, making it difficult to stay ahead of the game. Medium to large cities are typically friendlier to panhandlers than smaller towns. College towns, however, can be a good bet. They're full of young, stupid fuckheads who are often flush with mommy and daddy's cash and susceptible because they're fucking stupid. Mm, thinking that's not what it actually says. No, but it does say most of that. It says they're young, idealistic students who are often flush with disposable cash and susceptible to a good story because they're fucking stupid and it's not their money. They're actually asking for a lot of research from the panhandler who probably doesn't have the means to do the research. Well, he's got the means, just doesn't want to. Just saying, if, if he's really some homeless guy, he probably doesn't have access to the internet. Mm-hmm. Asking for money. Stop at the welcome station in each city and like, hey, are y'all friendly to panhandlers? No. Oh, okay. Where's a good place to go? Away. Right. One, be polite. If there's one Take thing, note. If there's one thing that's guaranteed to fail and get you in lots of trouble, it's demanding money from strangers in a rude or confrontational way. So, give me a dollar. Doesn't work. Well, it does work in some cases. People get all intimidated. They're like, oh, here's my dollar. Oh, yeah. Smile and be courteous and thank people whether or not they choose to give you anything. Two, be believable. What? Tell the truth. Hey. Whatever your tactic in asking, if you choose to tell people the whole truth or if you spin some yarn to get some change, you need to sound like you're being honest. If you're asking money to get a bus ticket because you actually need a bus ticket, it won't matter if the person you're asking thinks you're going to buy booze. So basically, stay clean, stay sober, and don't look like you're an alcoholic or a drug addict. Tailor your story to your location. If you're going to ask for a bus ticket, it helps if you're right around the corner from a bus station and have a bag. Name a specific location you need to get there, like Ohio. Okay, now I cut that short because it says somewhere far away and strange. How is I need a bus ticket to go to Ohio strange? Well, it's better than saying like, oh, I'm going to New York or I'm going to Los Angeles or I'm going to major destination places. Those some places. Poughkeepsie. Sounds more believable. Say, you know, I got relatives in Hershey, Pennsylvania. 
so I need to go see them. I mean, I have family in Ohio, and so does she. Ohio's not strange. Mm-mm. I mean, the, say Walla Walla, Washington. I mean, you want strange. Strange, strange is probably a poor choice of words, but yeah, I know what they mean. They mean some place that people aren't going to think you're just making it up. You know, I'm going to Chicago. Or I'm going to you know here, going to Alton Heights. <laughs> Be specific. Some panhandlers believe the key to success is in asking for a very specific amount of money. For a very particular reason. I've encountered those. I need 40 cents to get a bus ticket. Can you help me out? Well, first of all, I'm going to say no. Because if you only only need the 40 cents to get a bus ticket, somebody's going to have dropped 40 cents outside of McDonald's. Go outside the McDonald's drive-thru and see if you can find 40 cents on the floor. The drive-thru floors are nasty. Uh, four, be clear and concise. To avoid intimidating people or making them frustrated and unlikely to give you anything, which is what you're going to do the second you go, I need. Just come out and ask for what you're looking for. Excuse me, sir. I'm sorry to bother you. I need some change to get something to eat. No, that means I need change to go get some booze. I would rather buy you a sandwich. Yeah, I would rather buy you a meal. I would rather walk into the McDonald's that you're trying to find the 40 cents on at, hand you an entire Big Mac meal, and be like, there, now you don't need money to eat. Ask for one thing and give a reason. I need blank for blank. Using a sign can be the easiest way to panhandle. All you need is a piece of cardboard from a recycling or garbage dumpster. So that goes right to what you said earlier, Chris. And something to write with, like a knife for your finger. Uh, make the lettering no, bold and clear no, no, no. so it can be read quickly. All, use the knife and finger, it'll be read quickly. Uh-huh. Alternatively, depending on your verbal skills and your experience, yeah, if you have really great verbal skills and you sound like that one guy that became the radio DJ, yeah. being as invasive as possible could be a good way to confuse someone and make them want to get rid of you. That's very easy. Close my window. This works especially well on out-of-towners. Car doors can roll up his window. Is that probably... This works especially well on out-of-towners or college students. Excuse me, sir. How you doing tonight? Hey, how you doing? I'm so- Hey, how you doing? I'm sorry to bother you, but my cell phone's dead. My girlfriend's stuck up the 34th Street with our kid in a car. That automatically says, you're full of shit. Because I've heard that one. I need money to go put gas in my car. It's just down the street. Really? Because I just came from that direction. There's no fucking cars. I have to go get my wife and kid up on 74th Street. Is that the Brown Chrysler? Uh, let's see what's that. Oh, that, that the one I saw getting towed? Yeah. Five, be sympathetic. Some people are more willing to donate if they recognize that you are in a dire situation and are truly need of help. Whether this is a lie or the truth, try appealing to their sense of empathy and oh, morality. Stop. Yeah. Try to appeal to their sense of empathy or morality. Now, me being an empath, I know you're faking. So... People don't usually mean that by empath. They mean people who are sympathetic to yes, other people's emotions. I, I know. Um, Not people who use their empathy as a bullshit detector. If they think it's their obligation to help you, they'll be more likely to do so. Saying you're a veteran, not yeah, not everybody anymore. pulls that one. Not anymore. People find out what it is they're supposed to be doing, and that's the last thing they want to do. Yep. Be very careful about elaborate lies intended to appeal to sympathy. If you claim to be a veteran and you're not, running in the real soldiers will get your ass beat. Yep. 
Yeah. It says something else completely, but I'm just saying with that because I know three that will just kick your ass. Six, be funny. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. But can I have some money, please? What is with you? Is this your whole act or you got something else? Is is, is this an act or is you just like... Yeah. Often, appealing to someone's sense of humor rather than their sense of empathy is more effective tactic. A sign that says, I know where Bin Laden is, need money for flamethrower and ticket, is kind of useless because he's dead. It's an old article. Actually, it's from 2019. He was already dead. You're going to need more than a flamethrower. Yeah, you're going to need a plane ticket. Hell of a scuba tank. Uh, that true. That too. Or, why lie? I want beer. I've seen that song. It, I mean, that song. That sign. It makes me chuckle, but I still don't give you any money. In a college town, humor can be... carry a six-pack of beer on just in case you encounter it. <laughs> Reach out, grab a beer, hand it out, and keep yeah. going. Yeah, hands. Here you go. No duels. <laughs> it's a beer. Technically. Naughty soda. So huh? that old stock? Yeah. Stay abreast of... Better cr- roll up your window afterwards. <laughs> Make sure you shake it first. Oh, Stay abreast of current events and local culture to get a sense of what might go over well. Singing, I'll stop singing for a dollar to the loon of... Loon? To the tune of Lady Gaga's song might rake it in. Or might get you oh, arrested. Geez. Well, because no, if they give you a dollar, you gotta stop singing. For that guy. Thank you. For the next guy. Seven, remember... 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 remember Remanger the red the regulars. In the, old, the Alamo. <laughs> in the old film Treasure of the Sierra Madre, Humphrey Bogart plays a down on his luck American in Mexico who asks accidentally asks the same American for money three times in the same day. I never looked at your face, Bogart says when the American becomes annoyed. Don't do the same mistake. If you see the same people on their way to work every day, learn their names and greet them. No, if you That's fucking talking. you're asking me for money for Three day, every day that I see you. Oh my gosh. And you somehow have learned my name because I'm never giving you money. I'm calling the cops. I'll be like, yeah, this guy's harassing me and stalking me, I think. Well, how would you know? Because he sits in that same fucking place and somehow he learned my name. And I don't talk to anyone. Eight, remember, it's a numbers game. Well, yeah. You're asking for money. That's what they call the scattershot theory. You know, put enough lead in the air, you're bound to bring down something. Yeah, pray, uh, spray and pray. Don't become irritated or rude to people if they choose not to give you anything. Thank them and let them move on. Someone else will be passed in another couple seconds. Will be passed? Poor family. <laughs> if you run up, take their money. If you're in a good location, anyways, moving quickly through your routine is a much more effective method than dwelling on lost opportunities. Be consistent, and you'll make some money. Hey, hold a second. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Hey, you ever notice? It sucks being poor. Part three. Staying safe. Learn the laws in the area you're planning to panhandle. Do more research. Some, once popular with panhandles, have outlawed begging in certain areas. Portland, Oregon, for example. Oh no, that's a lie. Now Portland, Oregon has an entire area that you can do whatever the fuck you want. No longer permits panhandling in traffic medians. Some cities have likewise restricted panhandling to particular areas at particular times. Yeah, like those signs that there's no parking signs. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's you know, four to six. Which gets really confusing. Handling okay from 3.30 to 2.41 a.m. A.m. Be a good neighbor. Your relations with your nearby businesses and other panhandlers can make or break your efforts. Be courteous and cooperative to business owners and their customers. Maybe offer to wash your windows for some money. Show your appreciation for their tolerance by patronizing their shop. I'm sorry, patronizing their shop if you can. And if you're asked to leave or asked to stand a little further away, do so without argument. Okay, well, you've just ruined your entire thing there because every bum that stands in front of a shop and begs never goes into that shop and then if they're asked to leave, they complain about it. Stash your money frequently. Panhandlers are frequently the target of robbers. If you've been working all day, you might end up with a fair share of spare change and cash on hand. Well, it's not like you're going to have a square. And if you did, no one's going to use it. It's not a great idea to carry it all around with you all the time and attract the attention of unsavory characters. So you are an unsavory character. Go back to your car and stash it away. Yeah. Exhaust other options before relying on panhandling to make a living. Yeah, get a job. Yeah, get a job. Local churches, nonprofits, soup kitchens, shelters, and related services that are all designed to help you get back on your feet. Uh, soup kitchens and shelters aren't designed to help you get on your feet. No, but they help. The they others they are, help, yeah. but soup kitchens and shelters aren't there to get you on your feet. They're help. They're just to get, get you, you through the night. Yeah. Panhandling is, at best, an inconsistent source of income and, at worst, a difficult and dangerous profession. Make sure you investigate all the options in it your area. It's not a profession. No. Mm -mm. Oh, here's some questions. What different types of panhandling are there? In addition to asking people or displaying a sign, there's also busking. But see, I don't consider that panhandling. What is it? Busking. You know, when you're playing an instrument. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, the guys out on the thing that are singing and actually doing a, a, a thing. I mean, they, like how um, the bass guy that I like to watch all the time, he got started busking in the tube. I mean, it's, it's panhandling, but it's not as annoying as people running up to you on the street corner. Oh, wait, here's another one. Okay, and it says playing instrument, dancing, doing magic, etc. And jugging. Jugging. What's that? Juggling. No, juggling. jugging. It's not juggling. I thought it was too. I thought it was a. a, a Bringing a gas can to a person who's filling up their car and asking for help with fuel. No, that's called theft. No, it's still begging. It's begging, but it's called theft. It's theft if you rip the thing out of their hand and load up your gas tank. Well, when you go to QT and you do that, it's called theft. And that's what they think of it as. Because you go in and you say, yeah, a guy just hit me up to fill up a gas can. They're like, oh, okay. And they go outside and they go, you leave or we're calling the cops. Because it's theft. If I give him $5 worth of gas, I paid for it. It's not theft. It's not your, it's not theft of their gas. It's theft of your money. It's still considered theft because it's done on property that they say you cannot do it on. So that is technically theft. In trying to move around, how long should I stay in one place? Stay in one place as long as it's lucrative. If you stop making money, move to another location. I love this one. What kind of person encourages begging? A sane person who understands that some people are in tough situations. It's better to swallow your pride and eat than die cold and bitter with your pride. No! No, it's not. It's called go and see if you can get unemployment. Or go get a job. Like all these illegal Mexicans. Do, do, do that. Go paint somebody's house for 40 bucks. That is at least doing something. And it's not 
technically begging. I don't know if you... If... Oh, sorry. Apparently it is the blues, though. It is the blues. No, if you're working and getting paid for it. That's working. Yeah, it's working, even if it's under the table. What word can I use in place of well, panhead? It's under the table. It's prostitution. Not that, not that way. What word can I use in place of panhandling? Effective words or phrases that, that could be used are asking, soliciting donations, or what it actually is, begging. If I notice a security guard walking towards me, does that mean it's time to stop panhandling? Or should I just keep doing it until they verbally request that I stop? Keep doing it. Who is the fucktard who's doing the answers to this one? Keep doing it until they request you to stop. However, if you know that you're breaking any laws slash rules by panhandling, just stop and move on. Look, if there's, if there's a cop approaching, stop. If your cop is approaching, stop and fucking leave. Just in case your research was inaccurate. Yeah. Stop and let the cop go by. It's like if you're speeding down a road and you see a cop. Slow down. Slow down. Or pay the consequences. Yeah. You know, it's only taking like five minutes to get out of sight again. Yeah. Exactly. So there you go. Now you've learned how to be a beggar, which really isn't something you really need to learn due to the fact that if you're having that hard of a time and you are homeless, pretty easy to just walk up to someone and say, give me a dollar. Please. Please. Can I have a dollar, please? What are you going to use it for? Food. I'll go buy you a sandwich. Take it out to the park and wipe my ass. Yeah. Well, there's leaves for that. Ew. What? Wipe your ass? Yeah. Okay, fine. Then go dig a magazine out Unless of Unless you have like a fig tree or something. Go, go, enormous leaves. go dig a magazine out of a recycling bin. You is can that, do that. Is that better? Newspaper, so newspaper probably better. So there you go. That's how to panhandle. So, uh, no, don't buy newspapers anymore. Yeah. So uh, cue begging music. <laughs> All right, and there you have it. Another episode of Achieving Rally, the podcast done and done. I mean, seriously, I get, you know, WikiHow is just trying to tell you to do stuff, but that's just blatant criminality. That's just blatantly telling somebody to be one of these scumbag dirtbags who have their beamers parked uh, down the street in a parking lot, coming to the thing all dirty and gross looking on the weekend, being like, I need money, when they really don't. They're just basically teaching you how to be a criminal. So there you go. Uh, I hope you use what we told you very well and you end up in prison. All right. So for Chris, Merson, parentheses, and everybody else involved, I'm Larry saying don't fucking panhandle, you scumbag.
Do more research. Hey there, listeners. Larry here. This is your first time listening, then. Hey, how's it going? If you're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us, I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar, or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot and keep enjoying the show. We love y'all. Hey, Grizz. Not done yet. Maybe you're not done yet. Room tone. Oh. Is that a drink? Open it. Oops. Uh-oh. Excuse you, Larry. Janetta, let's see. I know, right? She's all gurgly. <laughs> all right, now I got something. You got something? Mm-hmm. Thought we already did our product place, uh, product group. I mean, I can't have another one. Okay, well. Hey, Chris. Wow. Hey, Chris. What are you talking about? That was better than your... Hey, Larry. Or, hey, Larry? That was a that was an artistic choice. <laughs>